Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from the bunkhouse at our training facility here in Weatherford, Oklahoma on a brisk December morning. We are uh, today, oh, there's a ton of stuff to talk about. We just got done with our mentorship week and right before that we just got back from Las Vegas and had been out there and got to rope a little bit. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the roping out at Las Vegas first. Unbelievable event with the World Series of Team Roping out there. It's just uh, anybody that has the opportunity to participate in that is it's just the it's just an unbelievable opportunity. I mean the the finale that Wade and I roped in paid three. The winners of the finale split $380,000, $190,000 a man. And it was, you know, the they, they give you a number of different ways to win money in that rope. And it's uh, very well run. I mean, we leave on a Monday night and drive through the night, get there at I don't know, I think it was 8 o'clock in the morning, Vegas time, because you can't start to check in, start at 7. So we wanted to be there, you know, close to, you know, sometime after they started checking in. And I bet we were, I bet our rig was parked and we were at our stalls within 10 minutes of pulling in there. And they had people offering to help us haul our feed and buckets and tubs to our stalls and it was uh just so well organized i mean it was hats off to the world series team roping and the people that put that together and and their their management and their staff and their labor force because it's it's a huge undertaking and they they've just provided an opportunity in our industry that's just just unbelievable really because there's so many people like myself you know that you may not get to travel a lot you may be busy with your business whatever but then you have an opportunity to go out there and rope for that kind of money and 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 just like I said it was such such a well-run event I mean in the finale when you start you start at the south point in the big arena and then you go outside and I don't even know what they call that arena. And then you end up back inside at what's called the Preferred Arena. And, and literally, you go run your steers in a matter of about 30 minutes. I mean, and then then you you know if you've made the short round or not. So we, uh, you know, I was a little disappointed in myself. I missed our third steer, got in a little bit of a hurry, took a shot. I probably should have. I should have probably let things clean up a little bit. I was, I took a pretty aggressive shot because on our first steer, Wade turned really nice steer. Steer's hopping across there, right in there. I'm in perfect position. I go to deliver my rope and before my rope leaves my hand, 
that steer goes down in the back end, no fault of Wade's. That steer just just went down and started to drag. Well, my rope, the tip of my rope got underneath him before he started to drag. But as anybody knows that's trying to rope feet, there has to be at some point be some room in between the back feet and the ground for the bottom strand of your rope to go through for you to catch. And luckily the horse Wade was riding slider. He's really strong and Wade popped him up out of the ground and he kind of kicked my rope around, but stepped a right leg in it. And we, we, uh, come tight with the leg. We were eight, eight plus five with the leg on our first one, which, you know, I thought they were going to give us a rerun, but they didn't which which was fine i mean it's just the way it is that's just the way it goes but so i i think in the back of my mind i knew we had that leg and i'm sitting here thinking we were real good on our second run wade really set up a nice run and made it an easy shot for me and we were smooth on our second one and on that third one i, th I think in the back of my mind i i let the thought of that that plus five drift into my back in my mind and I was worried if we weren't fairly quick on that third one it was going to be tough to get a good call back and anyway I got in a hurry I was disappointed in myself but once I got back to the trail I rode back to the trailer and and you know my deal is anymore is I'm going to give myself a few minutes to think about it maybe be disgusted with myself whatever be disappointed whatever you want to call it but then I'm going to be over it and, you know, after when I got back to the trailer and I was putting my horse up, I thought, you know, OK, just looking back, what could I have done different? Well, could I have been more prepared? Absolutely. You, you can always be more prepared. I mean, I had to listen to a little bit of my own advice when I'm saying or a little bit of my own preaching. You know, you everybody's heard me talk about, you know, any more, you know, when it comes to to competing when it comes to preparing with our horses, you know, pretty good just isn't good enough. If you want to get to the next level or even sustain a level that you're at right now. And so, I mean, really and truly when I was going out there, when we were going out there, I was roping pretty good. I mean, there were times, there were times it was really good. And then there was times it was just pretty good. Well, out there i just roped pretty good well pretty good's not going to be good enough out there and in most places you know so then i asked myself okay what what could i have done different well i could have been more prepared but at the same time for the amount of time i had i probably prepared as much as i could have now the way I can change that going forward is, and everybody's heard me talk about this, time being our, our most precious commodity, you know, moving forward, I need to start preparing earlier than I did this year and focus on it more, make it more of a priority for next year. So to do that, I'm going to have to change some things, whereas it frees up some time for myself. And, you know, I need to do that anyway, because I have an opportunity here to, to get to go rope with my son, make some memories. And 
let's face it, when you win money, those memories are even more fun. You know, we didn't win any money this year. We still had a great time. You know, it was a win-win for me. I mean, if I rope good, we win money. If I don't rope good, we still have a great time. And, you know, it, that that in itself, just getting to go out there and rope with Wade, was that's a great memory for me, and I'll always cherish that. But at the same time, good Lord willing, if we get to do the same thing again next year, which we're planning on it, I, I'm going to be more prepared. I'm going to practice till, you know, I can't miss. Meaning, it's kind of like Nick Saban's philosophy in football. Let's practice till we can't get it wrong. You know, I'm going to practice like I'm practicing, like I, I'm going to practice till I can't miss. Meaning, just like this year, there were times where I had my pipes, my healing dummy with me at clinics and and to be honest with you, at the end of the day, I was tired and, and I didn't get it out. I didn't, I didn't put out enough effort at times. There were times I could have, I could have done more here, but at the same time to do that, I need to free up a little more time to do that. And I need to free up some time to go to a few ropens. So I'm a little more comfortable when I get out in that competition situation this year, I didn't, the only ropings that I went to this year were in, in Vegas. And, uh, you know, that, that I wouldn't probably recommend that to anybody. I, I kind of had myself convinced that I was going to be all right. And, and, you know, I should have been, but at the same time I, I was uncomfortable I didn't feel comfortable and, and, uh, there, there's just on the preparation side, I can be better. And like I said, have to, I have to listen to a little bit of my own coaching there and, and you know what, but live and learn, live and learn. I mean, like I said earlier with the amount of time I had really for this year, this year was extremely busy and I was extremely blessed to be very busy and and I'm very thankful for that but at the same time for next year I will make some changes to where I free up some time because just like we've always talked about with time when, when you say when you say yes to something else you're saying no to something else also you know because every time you add something you have to take away from something because that time has got to come from somewhere. You just, you can't create another hour in your 24 hour day. You can only create, you know, you only have time for 24 hours worth of activities. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie as far as Vegas goes. I mean, I'm very thankful for the, what Vegas has done for the rodeo those competitors have an opportunity to win a lot of money just as just as like with the ropers in the world series they've got the royal crown breakaway roping out there they got the junior nfr there's so many opportunities for our industry and the competitors in our industry out there that it's it's really become 
just almost overwhelming with everything that's going on. A couple days while I was out there, I went to the convention center and was at the Silver Lining Herbs booth and um, spent some time there meeting with people and visiting and and they they had record attendance at the at the trade shows, record attendance at the rodeos each night. It was uh, well, I tell you what, it our industry is alive and well and flourishing. I mean, our industry is flourishing. The neat thing about going out to Las Vegas too, it's kind of like a reunion every year where you get to see people um, that I don't get to see for, you know, that I, that I don't see very often. In fact, I saw one of my roommates from college and Jim Jensen, he and I lived, we went to school at Casper, Wyoming and at Casper College and then at the University of Wyoming, we were roommates and in Laramie and you know I bet I hadn't seen Jim in 20 years and uh you know that was fun to catch up and visit and you know it was uh you know it's funny some those old friends you know it's we haven't seen each other in 20 years but two minutes into the conversation it was like we'd you know never missed a beat so that that was that was really fun and so anyway, we had, we had a great time and, and, uh, live and learn. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do things a little bit different for next year. And, and I think I'll, I think I'll be better. I think my horse will even be better, which I was really proud of my horse out there. She worked, she worked really good. I tied on out there, which I think is going to be a, a real benefit, a real advantage once I get more comfortable with it, but I'm not going to lie. It's uh, it's still a tick uncomfortable and a little bit awkward feeling, but I think after another year of tying on it, I think it'll really, I think that'll really help. So anyway, that was kind of the, that's kind of a recap of the Vegas trip. I mean, for all the competitors, all the NFR competitors, especially, and the World Series competitors, I mean, congratulations to all the winners. You know, we went to the rodeo. I can't remember which, I think it was the eighth perf. That Thursday night, we had real good tickets, and we were right to the side of the head and box at the time to an end. And like watching on TV in the team roping, those guys are so fast. I know that at times it looks like, you know, it can get a little wild or a little sloppy or fall apart once in a while. But I'm just going to tell you when you're sitting there and you're seeing how quick those headers are getting that, getting it on those steers, how quick they're getting it around the horns tight and turned and giving those healers a shot. It, it is absolutely amazing. It, it is just amazing what, what, how fast those guys are. I mean, the healers as well. I mean, both the headers and the healers. It's, you know, when you, when you talk about having two ropers, two horses and a steer, you have five variables, you know, and you, and you run a, you rope steer and three, eight, <laughs> three, nine. I mean, that night, I think four flats split fifth and sixth. I mean, unbelievable 
unbelievable round of team roping. So, you know, my hat's off to all those NFR competitors because I have an understanding of what it takes to get there. And I'm, I mean, I have the, the sacrifices they make and the sacrifices their families make. And it's an incredible journey. And for them to just be there is, is just an unbelievable accomplishment. So congratulations to all those all those contestants at this year's NFR because, boy, you, you, I tell you what, you put on a heck of a show. You put on a heck of a show. And I know we, I, we have a lot of them that, well, I say a lot. I know of, I know of uh, at least a handful of them that listen to this podcast. So anyway, thank you to, to all the competitors and congr- and again, congratulations. So right after we got home, two days later, we, we had our third mentorship week and we had uh Paige Whitaker, Alyssa McDonald, and Jessica Julson here for our mentorship week. So we had Minnesota, South Texas, and Virginia, and we had just a great week. Got to spend a ton of time riding. It was actually we had gotten a big rain right after we got back and then it cooled off considerably. So our ground was kind of froze here. And so we actually went into Weatherford. A friend of mine has an in, a big indoor and I always lease it as a backup when I have a group coming in, just in case we can't ride here in my barn or, or outside. My riding barn's a little small at times, really good for a couple riders. But if you get you know, if you get very, if you, ha- if you're just confined to my riding barn, it gets a little tight. Normally though, I like to get outside and we, you know, 95% of the time we can ride outside here pretty much year round. So, but, uh, anyway, we had a, we had a really good week. One of the, one of the things I'm going to talk about several things from the mentorship over the next few podcasts, but one thing we worked on, um, one day we talked about a lot about transitions and speed control. And we did some exercises where just loping perfect circles, we would speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down, speed up. And speed control is crucial in any performance event, any timed event speed control is crucial. I mean, we got to be able to control speeding up. We got to be able to control slowing down, which is your rate. And I tell you what, like, it's amazing, even with horses that are, are competing at a, at a high level, sometimes it's really challenging, even with those horses, when you're working on your transitions in speed control, just like when you're loping circles, because we had, with some of those horses, we definitely had some challenges when we would be loping circles and then we'd really speed up. And then we'd, what I would have each of the trainers doing is I would ask them to speed up and ask just with their body by increasing the energy in their body. And then when they wanted to rate or slow down, just quit riding, just, just kind of sit and relax and, 
and see if their horse would feel that signal and, and come back to them. Now, if the, if their horse didn't come back to them, then we would help them with our bridle reins. But I tell you what, that is an exercise that I know in the past I did not do enough. And I would venture to guess that most people out there in the performance horse industry probably take those exercises of speed control a little bit for granted at times because just like with this set of horses you could you could kind of see that flight response getting stimulated and you could see those horses struggling to come back at times not all the time but at sometimes now that was one thing and that day we kind of pushed our horses we pushed those horses out of their comfort zone and and we we pushed them to where they weren't um real comfortable at times just just to see just to see where the wheels were going to come off the wagon and you know it was it was real easy to see which horses would come back and which which were struggling well you know when you think about it if you're doing a simple drill loping a circle, loping a big perfect circle. And we'd have basically just two people loping circles at once. So they were bigger, big circles. You had half the arena. You know, it's probably that arena's, I think that arena is 120 by 250. So yeah, it's a big circle. Well, when you speed up, you know, speeding up's not a problem. Everybody can speed up. But then when you relax and you, you sit and you come back and basically what I call is just, just quit riding, just, just quit asking your horse for more and just, just kind of sit, just kind of sit and see if your horse comes back. You know, to me, that, that's a real good barometer of what kind of rate and what kind of a signal before the signal you're going to have in some of the speed events. Typically, you just like in the roping or in the barrel racing. You know, when you're chasing an object, you're going to an object, and you get to a point where that horse needs to rate back, you know, how much can that horse feel your body let up? I think that's something that if I was a horse, I would really want to know what that feeling was, what that signal was. I would really appreciate understanding that warning to get ready to to rate to get ready to turn to get ready to stop you know it's just like a calf horse running up on a calf's hip being in position to stop and rate and stop that that signal with our body we talked about it a lot this week the, the signal with our body is the one that matters. We're going to use our hands. We're going to support with our hands. We're going to help with our hands. But anytime you can help your horse understand what's coming with the warning that you give it with the change in your body, that is going to benefit you because that is what communication is. That's what that's what that connection with your horse is. When you make a change with your body, that's, 
that's got to be like a light bulb moment for your horse knowing, okay, there's a change coming or I need to get ready. You know, along with that, some of those exercises that we're not very good at and some of those exercises I think we avoid doing because it shows the holes in our foundation program. It shows the holes in our horses. And to be real honest with you, I don't think as human beings, we like to see the holes in our horses. So I think subconsciously sometimes, or maybe consciously, we just don't practice some of those things enough. I mean, it's kind of like I was talking about with rope. And I mean, instead of practice until you catch, practice till you can't miss. Big difference. Big difference. Instead of practicing till you get it right, how about practicing till we can't get it wrong? I mean, I love Nick Saban's philosophy in here. And here's the thing. Do we, can we all do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, human nature is, and, and I got caught in this a little bit. I got, I got my wings clipped a little bit out there roping. I, I, I had prepared and, but still maybe I'd done just enough to kind of make myself feel like I was ready. Well, I promise you, I hadn't practiced till I couldn't miss. I, I was still missing steers. You know, I was catching quite a few steers, but I, was, I would still miss some. Well, just like in all these exercises, why not, why not put, you know, if it's instead of, you know, instead of it taking an hour, what, what if it takes three hours? What if it takes 30 rides a month instead of 15? to get to where we're going, do it. If you want to get there, do it. And it's no different than with me. If I want to make a great horse or I want to make myself just like in the roping to where instead of trying to catch them all, I get to where I just can't hardly miss, which is, like I said, that's a, there's a big difference in there. What do I need to do? I need to put in the time. I need to put in the time. I need to put in the repetitions. Just like that drill we were doing on speed control, where a couple of them horses struggle a little bit. Well, all they're doing is saying, hey, we need to go to work. We need to do this and practice it, and we need to do it a lot. You should be going be able to run your horse as fast as you can run, breezing down through a field. And when you quit riding and you let up, they should come back. They should let up. If you if they feel that change in your body, like you're getting ready for a change in speed, and they understand that signal, they should let up. They should come back. They should rate. They should get ready. They've had the, that's a warning. The only reason they don't is that we don't reinforce that enough. That, that's, that's one of the big things I saw this week. And that's something we really talked a lot about is doing what it takes to get to where we want to go. Doing what it, 
do what it takes to help your horse get there. I need to, even with my horses, I need to put in more time on certain things to make them even more well-rounded. And I think, I think we're all in that boat. And so, you know, moving forward, I challenge you, go above and beyond. Practice till you can't get it wrong. Don't practice till you get it right. Practice till you can't get it wrong. Big difference. Big difference. All right. I'm going to wrap it up with that. I got a lot more coming in the next episodes on our mentorship week and some in a lot of the things we worked on during this holiday season. I just want to tell everybody, Merry Christmas, Happy New, New Year. God bless each and every one of you. Thanks for listening. And as always, today and every day, always be your best. Hey, everybody. Today's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship is brought to you by our awesome sponsors, Classic Equine, Martin Saddlery, Cinch, Perina, Healthy Coat, Silver Lining Herbs, Star Bar, Clarify, and Better Horses. These brands have been a part of our program for many years, and their products continue to play a very important role in the success of our performance horse training program. To support these brands, please head over to philhaugenhorsemanship.com and click on our sponsors tab.